The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. God. Deep to right field. Way up there. High, oh, high. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Here's the payoff pitch. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Payoff Pitch. We are Action Network's MLB betting podcast presented by BetMGM, the king of sports books. Happy Halloween. We didn't dress up, didn't even cross my mind. I'm not a big Halloween guy. I'm not sure about you two. Um, no. I'll be dressed up for Green Dot Daily at 3 p.m. Eastern today. Oh, cool. Very nice. Yep. That's Debundo, uh, who's talking now, and Charlie Disturco's here. Brendan Glasheen, your host. We're taking you through game number four. We're getting you ready for game four of the World Series. The Diamondbacks and the Texas Rangers. Texas with a 3-1 win in game three last night. They lead the series 2-1. Uh, series remains at Chase Field in Arizona. We will dive into some of the betting angles momentarily. Maybe Charlie can dress up as like a diamond. How do you dress up as a, as, as a snake? Because Charlie, snake. Charlie's just Charlie's just done with this team. He just he's had enough for the Diamondbacks. I hate the Diamondbacks. Uh, but we are fair on this podcast. We want to give out winners and get the best handicap possible for. I'm not even going to say must win for the Diamondbacks because it feels like they could lose tonight and still be okay. But this was the game. <laughs> this was the game in the NLCS. Down 2-1. They got a good start out of Fott. They won game four because of their bullpen. And that is their plan again today. With Mantiply on the mound, it's a bullpen game for the D-backs. Andrew Heaney will get the start. How long he goes? Good question. He's on the mound to start the game for the Rangers. Debundo, I'll ask you first. Total set at 9.5. Even money on both sides. Minus 110. Rangers, Diamondbacks on the money line. How are you handicapping this game and what direction would you like to go into to bet it? Yeah. So, you know, if you follow me in the app, you know, we've done a lot of pitcher props, walks and strikeouts and outs recorded most of these playoffs. So bullpen games make it a lot less fun because there are no Arizona props. Joe Mantiply is going to throw one inning and then there's going to do some combination of Castro, uh, Frias, I think will probably pitch or that he might be down. Uh, and then they have all of their top four arms uh, available tonight and, none of their top three righties pitched in game two or game three. 
So it's actually not all that different from the Philadelphia situation last week where, yes, they lost games one and game two against the Phillies, but they had everybody rested for those bullpen games and they were able to use their top bullpen arms in games three and four. Well, tonight, I think Arizona will get Seawald, Thompson, and Ginkle into any close game. And so I think that does create a little bit of value on the under. I generally think, uh, you know, people think bullpen game over runs lots of scoring. I don't really necessarily agree with that because it is hard to hit off a team that is going to throw five to seven different pitchers at you. And you're never going to get the same look at somebody twice. And you saw last night as good as fought was the first time through the order, the second time through, you know, Texas started hitting balls harder against him. Uh, of course, Seager jumps the change up and it's, and it's three, nothing. So you saw that change and really, you know, Scherzer came out of the game before he really faced Arizona's uh, top hitters a third time. And so I, a second time. And so I think that helped suppress the run environment. If you had told me Scherzer's only going to throw three innings, I would have bet the under last night too. So I, I do lean toward the under nine and a half tonight. At least Garcia remains questionable. I'd imagine he's probably out, but we don't know yet. Uh, I think you're kind of free rolling here though. I do think that this number will come down if, and when he's announced out. Uh, pretty big hole in the middle of that lineup, especially given how they project uh, because they tend to surround him with lefties, right? With Carter and Seager. And that automatically creates a very favorable matchup. You know, if say Sal Frank were to come in for Seager and Carter, and now, you know, you don't have that big right-handed bat in the middle of the order, like Adelise to create a matchup problem for Arizona in those middle innings, whenever uh, Sal Frank comes in, because I do expect him to pitch. He's been better in his two outings in this series. So, I think, uh, you know, with all of Arizona's top bullpen arms throwing, uh, I think this this total's a little bit high at nine and a half, and I'd expect it to be nine. Roof should be open. Uh, not a ton of notable uh, wind conditions to report based on the situation in Arizona today. The umpire situation as well, pretty neutral umpire, somewhat of a strikeout boost, but mostly neutral in terms of run scoring and walks. So uh, I don't have a strong opinion on the side, but I do like the under nine and a half. Okay. Yeah. The key to your first statement about bullpen games is you actually have to have a good bullpen when you want to do the opener thing. And that's where some teams make that mistake when your bullpen stinks. Now, as we know, Arizona was a middle of the pack bullpen all year, and now they've turned into the best bullpen in baseball history, Charlie, and it's just driving you crazy, but you actually do like the Diamondbacks today. You are fair. And I think there's another reason why you like them today, because it's going to help out the pick you gave out before the series even started. Yeah, I uh, I do like the Diamondbacks here. I grabbed them a plus money last night. I think a lot of it does have to do with uh, the fact that Garcia is also out. And I think that that cannot be understated how big of a loss uh, Garcia. Yeah, he's going to get an MRI today. That's the latest I'm seeing on Garcia's status. There's game four status up in the air getting an MRI today. That's the right. That I saw. Yeah, he was doubled over at first base after he hit the fly ball. Then you saw him go into the dugout and like hunch over as he's like getting into the clubhouse. It. I would be surprised unless he's a robot that he's playing today. And that puts a big strain on this Rangers lineup. And I think, yes, it's it's very top heavy. It starts to become very top heavy. That is. And we've talked about this Arizona Diamondbacks bullpen and just how dominant it is. And Tori Lovello has been, you know, a genius with using his bullpen. And, and it's cost me a lot of money with that Phillies NLCS ticket and whatnot. And this is, you know, the Craig Krimble game that I maybe tweeted that video of Alec Thomas hitting a home run five times, but um, when you look at the matchup, Andrew Heaney probably won't get through the first time or won't pitch through the second time. And if he does, probably just to get through Seager and Carter before getting relieved for Dane Dunning, I would assume. But even then, Dunning did pitch in game one and two. So 
another bullpen game for Texas. And I, and I do give the edge to Arizona's bullpen here at home. Uh, Heaney, about a four and a half expected year, right? Dane Dunning right around that same mark. Both guys, Dunning gives up a lot of hard hits and uh, does not get many swings and misses. Uh, and Heaney right around the average in the swing and miss department, but gives up a lot of barrels. So I do think that this is a spot for Arizona. I do think they can jump on Heaney. I think they can jump on Dunning and the rest of this bullpen. And because of the usage and having Ryan Thompson and Ginkle and Seawald and all these guys in their back end ready to go multiple innings, uh, I, I think they should be favored by a little bit more than where they're at right now, which is I think there's some 105s in the market. So uh, like the Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, I also played some Christian Walker props, which I don't think you want to play because I've done it three times this series and he's had one hit in the three games. And then last night he hits uh, a double in his first at bat. But last night was pretty promising. He had three at bats where the exit Vila was about 96 to 108 miles an hour. I believe it was. And the last and the day before that, uh, or the game before that game too, he did have a couple of at bats with hard hit exit Vila's as well. So I think that he's starting to turn a tide, gets a lefty in his first at-bat, might face it a second time through, though I would doubt it. But even then, if Dunning comes on or the bullpen arms, I do give the edge to Walker. So like taking a stab at plus 140 on the home run market and a little sprinkle on his 475 home run as well. Debundo, I would imagine it is Dunning. He only hit through nine. He only had nine pitches in game two, right? So I think Dunning's, Dunning's good to go to pitch in this game in relief of Heaney, right? Yeah, I mean, Dunning pitched, you know, games one and two. Like you said, though, you know, he's kind of just become a hybrid super reliever now. And so I think he's fine, you know, as a starter who, um, you know, get got yesterday. Not He didn't pitch yesterday, so they clearly were trying to save him. They threw John Gray instead. So I do think Dunning comes in here. My projection is 11 batters for Heaney, and they've been very aggressive in using him. You know, he's made two starts in the playoffs. He started the first game against Baltimore, 14 hitters. And then as soon as it got through the lefties the second time, and he ran into a little bit of trouble in that fourth inning in Baltimore, they were out and had Dunning ready to go behind him Mm -hmm. for the righties. And in the second outing against the Astros, he was so bad. He couldn't get out of the first inning. Uh, You know, if if he's that ineffective, then that's a different problem. But if he's average effectiveness, I don't think he faces Christian Walker, Gabriel Moreno, and Tommy Pham a second time, the three, four, five hitters for the Diamondbacks. I think it's a pretty solid 11-hitter cap. And so his nine-and-a-half outs prop, there's an under minus 135. I would play it up to minus 170. I really don't think he sees more than 11 hitters here. And so as a result, uh, I, I think under is the way to go with, with Heaney again, uh, as I think we both did in the last two starts he's made. So – uh, I played under under Heaney in the app this morning, and that's my favorite prop for this game. Do we suspect Jankowski to play for Garcia? Is that would probably, that be probably the plan? Gross, probably Grossman. Yeah, Grossman. I would assume. Okay. All right. Very good. The best way to learn a language: immersion, living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way, and that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts that help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. 
Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at Babbel.com slash BlueWire. That's 60% off at Babbel.com slash BlueWire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash BlueWire. Rules and restrictions apply. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Payoff Pitch presented by BetMGM. Use the bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $1,500 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. How about this? Any interest in buying two things? Number one, is there any any angle or is there any value on playing the Diamondbacks to win the series right now? Well, there is an interesting situation developing now with Max Scherzer. Uh, he, he's hurt too. Yeah. Spasms are real. Uh, now, you know, John Gray pitched well in relief, and I'd assume that if Scherzer couldn't go, they would replace him on the roster with somebody like a Matt Bush for like an inning or two in bullpen game seven situation. It's a little scary. And then Gray would be the starter. So, you know, they're not totally out of options, but if they get to a game seven, I mean, Arizona certainly would have to like their situation on the road again in, in that situation, in that spot. So, you know, I don't hate looking at Arizona in seven, even if Scherzer did pitch, there's the ultimate risk that, you know, he's lying about how healthy he is to the team and going out there and not being effective. There's just a lot of uncertainty right now with his situation. You know, his back locks up on him 24 to 48 hours is what he said in the past. He, you know, but you never know with back spasms and what, what happens. So I think it's going to be really interesting. We've seen this literally happen in the world series happened in 2019 when the nationals won, uh, he was supposed to pitch game five and then he didn't Joe Ross had to fill in for him the day right. of, because he couldn't move his neck when he woke up in the morning. So this is just kind of the ongoing saga with him, but I think it's something certainly to monitor. I picked Texas before the series. I still like Texas, uh, but certainly a little bit more uncertain now uh, as we get deeper into this series and uh, everybody's going, you know, and, and I, I mean, if Adelise is out, that's also a huge loss, of course, for the lineup. So yeah. in a way it was a bit of a Pyrrhic victory uh, last night, but no such thing in the world series as mm-hmm. I guess you could say. I, I, yeah. I, I yeah, I was just saying, I tend to agree. Like, I think there is value on Arizona. Am I going to play it? No, because I'm just like, I, I like, like every time I, I, you tell me, Oh, do you want to bet Arizona to win the series? Like same thing with the Philly series. Like, I don't think that they're going to win. And I do think that the Rangers have a pretty significant edge after 
this game uh, and like game five and six with, with Ivaldi having a second chance and, and Merrill Kelly, like I, and then Merrill Kelly, this game six against Monty. Like, I, I think that the Rangers hold the edges in those. And I don't know if we get to a game seven, um, but I think that if you want to play the snakes, the value side is on taking them to one in seven, because in that game seven, there will be uh value on fought against whoever the Rangers throw out. But the trouble is, is they have to get through today and then they have to get through Ivaldi and Monty a second time. Right. Okay. You know, Zach Allen has not been great. That's another concern. Yeah. I mean, and he hasn't been good at any point in the, in the playoffs really uh, since that, er, since that LA start, his last three have been, have been poor. So, uh, you know, is he out of gas? That's a concern. I don't think Uvalde and, and Montgomery are like infallible as starters. Like we saw, I mean, the Diamondbacks should have been up to nothing in this series, if we're being honest. So like they, you know, it's not like they've been totally outplayed here, but uh, yeah, going forward, I think slight lean to Texas probably gets, still think they get this done in six, but if it gets to a game seven, mm, I would not want to be holding like a juicy Rangers ticket. As That's uh yeah. Just like, just like the Phillies it's, it's deja vu, right? Halloween. Mm, funny under the specials tab at bed MGM diamondbacks to win the series four, three. So in seven plus 500. Now this, I think this Garcia thing is interesting only because, and you guys both mentioned this, does that, help the Diamondbacks to pitch. Well, they don't have that protection anymore for Seager. And I'm curious if now that opens the door for somebody else to present value to an MVP. If Seager's at minus 175, he's the favorite by a long shot. And then Tommy Pham's next to plus 900. So is there anybody else on that board that might be worth a look or is is it a stay away? Um, I, I don't I, see how I, it's not Seager. I mean, he hit the yeah. huge home running game one. He basically won them two games in the series now. If, yeah, if, if if Texas wins, it's Seager. If the D the D backs is the only side that probably has uh, value. you know value because if if yes, Fam has played incredible to start the first three games of the series, uh, and he's quite literally probably ruined my Evan Carter most hits thirteen to one ticket. But uh, it, like there hasn't been a quote unquote hero yet from Arizona. Like yeah, Fam went four for four, but. Um, like, like the, if someone has a big home run tonight, like Christian Walker gets two big homers or Corbin Carroll has like a bases clearing double again in this game, like all of a sudden Corbin Carroll becomes the favorite. So I think if you want to play Arizona and you think that they have value, you could take a stab on a couple of those guys like a Car- Corbin Carroll who, where was Corbin at 16 to one? Like, like I would, I would, I would lean toward Corbin Carroll at 16 to one or Cattell Marte, wherever he is. Um, just give 14 to one given the fact that both of them will probably get consistent at bats, probably four to five a game. Both will find themselves in high leverage situations. Corbin Carroll could steal. So that's always a plus that he can single-handedly get second, get third and score on with one out. Um, so yeah, I would, I would look toward Arizona on the MVP market if you want to uh, invest. Cause if Texas wins, it's all Seager. Right. Fair like enough. they have to win three of the next four games. And so in order for that to happen, a lot is going to have to happen on the actual baseball field. And you're not going to get credit for what you do in losses. You're going to get credit for what you do in wins. And so right, that's right. the thing against fam. It's like, yes, he's been the, obviously been their best player, but uh, in terms of narrative awards, he's not really in the, in the running yet uh, unless he has a big moment in one of their wins. So, and yep. their win was so lopsided that like nobody will actually remember what happened in that game beyond, I mean, like Merrill Kelly, maybe if he shoves in game six, what's his odds? Merrill Kelly, 18 to one. Yeah. 
I mean, if he shot not, the game, not as fun as Nathan of like all the situation, or if it was like, that's not great number, but um, Kelly, I mean, sure. We saw the Strasburg thing, right? Like he had two dominant starts to win them two games in 2019. And then they had a heroic moment in game seven from like Howie Kendrick, but it was still Strasburg's award. So you could see a path, but yeah, I, I think I like the hitters more for Arizona than, than Kelly at those numbers. If it was like 30, 25 to one, I would have probably taken a stab on Merrill, but. Okay. Very good. So Debundo. So what I've gathered Debundo likes the total under nine and a nine half. And a half. There's not the, the juice is now at minus minus one twenty um, mm-hmm. on the under. So who knows? Would you play it still at nine? What's a uh, nine minus 100 is uh, even money is fine. Okay. And Charlie likes the D-backs on the money line with that bullpen. And I'm also on Haney under nine and a half out. And Walker, which. Oh, you did. So you did get a market on Haney's out uh, out total. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Strikeouts are two and a half and his walks are one and a half, I believe. Juice to the. Way juice under on the one and a half. I mean, I mean, I do like, I'm not laying 220 on it, but the under one and a half does look good to me. Okay. All right. You got to make sure you shop folks before. Um, those markets become unavailable. Very good. We will be here tomorrow. We know we will get a game five, uh, eight o'clock start in Arizona. If the D-backs win, we know we get a game six on Friday back in Arlington. So uh, that's the plan. Back tomorrow. And depending on what happens, uh, we'll find out if we're definitely getting a game six or not on Friday night. For DeBundo and Charlie, Brendan Glasheen, thanks for listening, everybody. Best of luck. Enjoy game four of the World Series. Texas leads 2-1. We'll see what happens. We're back here on tomorrow. Back here tomorrow for a game five preview here on Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast presented by BetMGM. Go Snakes. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.